Chapter 50 In the Course of Life and Death 3 and 10 are cautious disciples of life. 3 and 10 are reckless disciples of death. 3 and 10 chase life but actually veer toward death. Why is this? By worrying too much about staying alive and consuming life's treasures, they never truly live, yet death catches up with them. Still, I've heard of rare individuals who've mastered the art of living. They travel nimbly through the world. They eat local foods abroad. They visit vibrant cities and developing nations. Remarkably, these same adventurers often carry on without getting mugged or sick or shaken down by the border agents. How do they pull this off? They travel confidently and respectfully, unafraid of death, knowing that death can't touch them since there is no way to kill their true self. In this chapter, Lao Tzu is obviously talking about various approaches to living. There's, you know, some people that are, you know, cautious and other people that are reckless. And then there's the other people that I guess they, you know, they think they're chasing after life, but they're actually heading more in a direction towards death. And I kind of imagine sort of anything that you're, you know, over consuming, over-collecting, you know, hoarding, like all these things that you think that these things are going to bring you, you know, life or some sort of maybe even experience. It could be, you know, collecting vacations or, you know, selfies at certain, uh, you know, places or whatever. And But all of these things are actually going to get in the way of you living for real, embracing the life all around you. And it kind of gives you more like to-do items or, you know, things that like, again, that you're trying to just amass, but without really, you know, thinking about what it means to really live. There's also, I think, a life that is even more tragic than any of those that I'm going to come back to at the end, um, but I'll get there in a second. First, I want to talk about the rare individuals that Lao Tzu mentions, that they've mastered the art of living. They kind of seem to glide through life, whatever they do. They're they're confident and they're respectful when they travel. They don't get harassed or don't have any problems. Uh, And it's all because they're unafraid of death. And they know that death can't touch them. You know, it's kind of interesting to think about that for a second, like, What does it mean when death can't touch you? It says, since there is no way to kill their true self, who they truly are is not, you know, it's bigger than, than even their, their life now. It's bigger than anything that anybody can take away from you. In the original, Lao Tzu has refers to sort of like if you're ever going to go into um, a battle land or, you know, another territory that you don't get swords drawn on you or you don't get uh, tigers that get their claws in you or a buffalo to get their horns in you. And there's just nowhere for them 
to get at. There's a, not a spot that is vulnerable enough to be able to be harmed by any of it. And this reminds me of a story <laughs> recently. So we were traveling, uh, going up the coast to California, and as you know, as we're in different areas, we experience different things, and especially when we are in Southern California, and you know, starting off sort of in the Huntington Beach area. There's a lot of people in that area that get really upset, uh, especially, and I'm going to use Jeff as my guinea pig here because <laughs> this is like where the example became most real. So they get upset at him for wearing a mask. So there's times where, you know, it's like, well, are you vaccinated? Well, yes. All right. Well, we don't need masks then. And they can actually get pretty upset if somebody does wear a mask. And then... We found ourselves, as we're traveling up the coast, more and more people, uh, you know, are definitely wearing masks and things like this. And this and this is at a time when we're coming to the end of, you know, what feels like hopefully the end of COVID, that, you know, a lot of people that, at least the ones that have wanted to in California especially, have had the chance to be vaccinated. And, and so this is sort of just setting the, the time here that we're at. And we enter into this small town in Northern California off the coast in Mendocino County. And there's, you know, Jeff's going into the store to buy a fishing license. And there's the gal at the front who she basically asks also if he wants to buy a mask and he's wearing a scarf around his mouth covering his mouth and nose and he's like well is this mask you know is this you know is this unacceptable and she said well as long as it covers your nose and he's like well yeah yeah no yeah it's gonna cover my nose and I just like all these layers and stuff and so I can layer this up and and she goes on to tell him basically how you know, he's going to have troubles if he's not wearing a mask in any of these locations here that um, that if anything does happen where anybody becomes seriously ill, that I think they have to pay the ten or $15,000 that it costs to travel to, I'm sorry, to like medevac somebody out of this area. So they take it very seriously. And she already kind of had this whole, like, she kind of already pegged him as somebody that maybe wouldn't respect the mask rule, although we've very much do and and then kind of decided to just you know go on to this whole whole story that she tells and I, I think there's this moment of where you know she has this sort of there's like a, a certain power that she's given you know to kind of tell her you know information to people and make them do something and Jeff was trying really hard to be kind and you know follow the rules and and, and you know do what she's doing or doing what she wanted and you know so anyway we we get out of there and he was polite you know he made sure his mask was covering the whole time and he I can just tell that he was just you know gonna bite that you know that tongue and not say some things because uh, really like he was doing nothing that should have caused basically this lesson in a talking to and he wanted to do nothing but just get a fishing license and get out of there and then afterwards, though, in the car, I mean, I just hear him kind of, you know, just insert your own word that, you know, inappropriate word to describe this, you know, his frustration with this, this woman and, you know, and he, and 
it really ended up like getting at him. Like here, he's just trying to get in there, buy this fishing license, gets harassed by this woman. And he's not even doing anything wrong. And anyway, the whole thing is just frustrating. It's like, I just want to go about my ba- day and not have to worry about, you know, like these uncomfortable confrontations. He hates these uncomfortable, you know, like times when it just seems unnecessary and he just wants to have a good day and go about his business. Then, like, a couple days later, we're, you know, after we're staying at a campsite, and that's why we got the fishing license and stuff, which we never ended up fishing. But anyway, and we come back, and we're driving past that that area, and he he's like, we needed to stop at a store, but he's like, I'm not stopping there. There's no way. And he's like, once again, reminded of his frustration towards this woman. And, you know, I was thinking about this. This chapter came to mind when, you know, I'm sort of like, wondering about all this and I realized that Jeff had a vulnerable spot there and we all often have we have these vulnerable spots these different areas where if somebody sort of picks at that you know then then it kind of get us riled up and you think of uh, like a co-worker or you know maybe a family member or a neighbor that just knows just the right way to kind of like do something that really Irks you, and it's at that moment where I would say that that's our invitation to look at what is that vulnerable spot. Where is that place where that tiger can get its claw, or its you know the buffalo can get its horn at you? That place that you know that is going to kind of throw you off and put you in a negative space because that happened. I would just say that that's an invitation for us to really look at what is that vulnerability? What is it that we're trying to defend or protect? And then also ask, is it really worth it? You know, whatever her, whatever in this story with this gal, whatever her day is, where whatever lack of empowerment she has in her own life, perhaps that she wants to, you know, express her power over other people, whatever is going on, like that only gets to us if we have a vulnerable spot and maybe it's there for a very good and rightful reason. But until we can work on that, face that and get past those vulnerable spots then death can still always touch us because anytime anybody pokes at that spot you're going to get a certain reaction so the only way to really get past it is to explore what is that vulnerability and you know how can I work through this or you know get the help that I need in this particular area so that I don't have to you know go through this multiple times with multiple people because these spots will continue to be vulnerable until we address them. But now back to the most tragic uh, life or way of living that I had thought of. Uh, and to me, I would, I would say the most tragic way to live are those who think that the only important part of life, of this life, is the afterlife. Just think about that for a second. If what you think is that what happens in this life 
doesn't really matter that it's in the afterlife that all that matters will be I think we're missing a huge point of what it is to be here to be living now and I think that it runs the risk of allowing us to either put up with or carry out injustices it allows us to not be mindful of like even just how we treat you know the the earth or our resources or anything because none of it matters all that matters is what's after but I don't think that that's the point of life I don't think that that's like where the most important thing of life is and I think that that I really, if that's, if you think that the most important thing is afterlife, I would, after you're already dead, I would think about that. And if you get upset at me for mentioning that, I'd also ask why is that a vulnerable spot? Anyway, these are just some things that I've been wrestling with in my search for more peace. But that's all I got. And until next time. Peace upon peace, friends.